I always wanted to be like my dad. And even when I kind of stopped thinking that way, I just think I've kind of turned into my dad. He's a doctor. He's a urologist. I'm the same kind of doctor. We're just very similar. I think, you know, what, what George said about me doubly applies to him. So, um, growing up, um, you know, I definitely looked up to him, but I think more than the doctor thing, you know, we did a lot of sports together. He coached me in all kinds of sports and at probably 10 years old, I'm pretty sure I thought I was going to be a professional basketball player. Huh? I'm being honest with you. Wow. Just a little bit held back by general lack of skill and athleticism. But, but other than that, I think <laughs> the that passion the, was there. The passion was there, right? Thousand percent. It was, it was all there. <laughs> Welcome to Behind the Stays, a podcast that shares the stories behind your favorite Airbnbs and the hosts who've made them memorable. Behind the Stays is brought to you by Sponstaneous, a free weekly newsletter that brings you a carefully curated list of last minute deals and upcoming steals on Airbnb. Sign up at Sponstaneous.com. I'm your host, Zach Cruz. Enjoy the show. It's 11.32 p.m. on a Thursday night and you wake up in a panic. You forgot to send your guests the custom lockbox combination for your Airbnb and you missed the 17 messages they sent saying that they couldn't get in because you enabled sleep mode on your iPhone. You know, to try and cut down on screen time before bed and all. After apologizing profusely and sending them a bottle of bubbly in hopes that they won't leave you a one-star review, you think to yourself, how do other hosts stay on top of guest communications? The answer? They use Guesty for Hosts, an easy-to-use rental management platform. With features like automated messages that send important communications to guests at the exact right times, you'll never have to jeopardize your beauty sleep again. Guesty for Hosts allows short-term rental hosts to manage listings from Airbnb, VRBO, and Booking.com in one calendar and send a series of automated messages before, during, and after the guests stay. The platform also has features that help you manage cleanings, build a custom booking website, and so much more. You can start your 14-day free trial today, no credit card or setup fee or commitment required, and you can cancel any time if you don't love it. And it gets even better. While getting started for the first time, use the discount code SPONSTANIUS for 20% off your first year. Again, that's SPONSTANIUS. Use that discount code at checkout for 20% off your first year. In just a moment, you'll meet Billy Chu, owner of the Blue Bungalow, a chic escape in Palm Springs, California. Billy and his wife Becky are both doctors who live in Los Angeles and their parents to two young twin girls. A couple of years ago, Billy and Becky joined an online community of medical professionals who invest in real estate in order to learn more from their peers about the industry. In early 2021, they stepped into the long-term rental game by purchasing a couple of small multifamily units. But the couple really wanted to try their hand at short-term rentals and had been eyeing properties in Palm Springs. Here was the problem though. Getting into the short-term rental game in the fall of 2021, when the real estate market was going bananas, seemed all but impossible. But after consuming dozens of hours worth of STR podcasts, losing out on multiple bids, and almost throwing in the towel, they discovered the home which they now call theirs. Tune in to hear the story behind how Billy and Becky bought a four-bed, three-bath property five minutes from downtown Palm Springs and transformed it into the Blue Bungalow. All right, without further ado, 
get ready to meet Billy. All right, so Billy, if I were to crash a happy hour get-together with you and some of your, your closest friends, and if I were to ask them to tell me a little bit about Billy, what, what do you imagine they might say? Or what's a story that they might immediately tell? <laughs> yeah, thanks, Zach. First, I want to say thank you, by the way, for having me on. You know, I'm, I'm very humbled to be on with you. I've heard some of your pods and you're amazing guests. And so thanks for having a newbie on like me. Um, it's a privilege. It's question, a privilege. The honor is ours. Oh, that's kind of you. <laughs> um, you know, the question really gives me a lot of flashbacks to all the interview processes, you know, that, that I've been through with school and work. Because, you know, this question, it's kind of the hardest one to me, you know, talk about yourself. <laughs> yeah. It's always at the beginning, too. It's like a little off-putting. So if it's okay with you, I cheated a bit here. And uh, I went to my friend George, you know, um, if I had to do it myself, I'd say, you know, they'd say, you know, hardworking guy, relatively laid back, kind of chill, almost kind of nondescript. <laughs> um, so I asked George here, he's a good buddy of mine. And he wrote, one of the most loyal friends anyone can have, always wants to have a good time until he disagrees with you. Then it's an all out intellectual brawl. But <laughs> that's what's also great about him. He cares and is passionate about things. But again, don't disagree with him, at least not too often. Oh, so <laughs> that's beautiful, man. You should frame that. I mean, that's, you that's know, great. I told him he could give my eulogy whenever that <laughs> is. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Uh, wow. Hey, that was, that was, that was actually very well done. Um, well, thank you, George, for that. Uh, I, that's I owe you one. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Billy, if growing up, like, did, did you always want to be a, a doctor? Like if, if someone were to ask you when you were 10 years old, Billy, what do you want to, what do you want to be when you grow up? Like, how would you have answered that question? Yeah, I was trying to get into my kind of 10 year old brain, which sometimes is difficult because I'm trying to think back, you know, what did I do and want last week? But <laughs> was, you know, what's clear to me, I, I think it's kind of yes and no to the doctor part. Um, I always wanted to be like my dad and, even when I kind of stopped thinking that way, I just think I've kind of turned into my dad. He's a doctor. He's a urologist. I'm the same kind of doctor. We're just very similar. I think, you know, what, what George said about me doubly applies to him. So um, growing up, um, you know, I definitely looked up to him. But I think more than the doctor thing, you know, we did a lot of sports together. He coached me in all kinds of sports. And at probably 10 years old, I'm pretty sure I thought I was going to be a professional basketball player. Huh? I'm being honest with you. Wow. Just a little bit held back by general lack of skill and athleticism. But but other than that, I think <laughs> the that's passion what, was there. The passion was there, right? Thousand percent was it was all there. <laughs> <laughs> kind of yes and no. I just I wanted to be my dad. Wow. That's I mean, hey, that's a that's a real honor. Hopefully uh your dad gets a chance to to listen to this. Um because I think that that's uh that's a big deal. Uh, I think every father would want to hear their son say something akin to that. Um, so, as you as you grew up too, was like w when you when you went to school, was the idea were were you like a pre med major from from the get go, or like talk to us about how you approached college and what you were thinking about with respect to what your what your career might be around that juncture? 
Yeah, absolutely. You know, I went to UCLA for, you know, for undergraduate studies and um, definitely went to one of those kind of pre-med majors. It was uh, physiological sciences. You know, everybody called it FISITE. UCLA, everybody knows that that kind of moniker. But um, yeah, I've never been an innovative person and that's never really bothered me, which is good. So I just kind of had this career path laid out for me. And um, yeah, um, fell in with some some like-minded people and never really deviated too far from that. I would say the one foray I had was I always loved music. So I did a mm. music history minor. So a music um, history minor. That's amazing. Wow. Do you remember the, like, what was your like favorite class in that in that minor? Do you remember? Or or a class that was like particularly memorable? Kind of embarrassing to say, but I, it was like I, I like musicals. And so nice. um okay. it was like a small group thing where um, you know, there's like 12 of us with these breakout sessions and we'd meet every week and yeah, we would just like talk about these different musicals and deconstruct them. And I love I played piano growing up, is like kind of I'm half Chinese, so like most people who are of that background, they would probably tell you they grew up playing piano or violin, and I was no different. So um, it was just kind of a way to continue that in some fashion, just enjoying the music. So, yeah. Wow, you uh, you just get more interesting by the minute, Billy. I mean, okay. I, I feel like we could just spend the whole time talking about your life and unpack. Uh, <laughs> before you know it, you know, you're going to say, oh, yeah, I also do like professional rock climbing on the side or yeah, uh, I'm also a pilot in training or, or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> I do have friends like that. No, but again, my general lack of athleticism, I think, thankfully holds me back those things <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh that's good um so so you uh, eventually meet your wife and you guys get married and she is also a doctor correct that's that's right okay. she's also a doctor um met in medical school that that whole classic story so. nice 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 the classic like tv drama story um <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and now you guys have uh two beautiful uh, twin daughters that are three years old. So, you know, so, someone could from the outside, also known as me, could could look at your life and say, "Wow, like, okay, you're really busy as a as a doctor. Your wife is really busy as a doctor, and you have twin three year olds. Why the heck did you think you needed more on your plate?" Um, because you guys also just recently jumped into the whole short term rental space. So. Can you like, can you make sense of that for us? Like what, why, why did you guys decide that, you know, we really, we really need more responsibility right now. How did, how did that come about? <laughs> Great question, Zach. We ask ourselves that all the time. And uh, I think that, you know, if we're, we're pretty new to real estate investing, including shorts and rentals. And if you would have asked me this a little over a year ago, I would say like, no, I can't make sense of that. Um, <laughs> like you said, we have, you know, Kieran and Raina, our, our three-year-old daughters, and, you know, they're, they're a handful. They're best part of our lives, but the busiest part of our lives, like by far more than, you know, when my wife or I have a chance to just be with them, we're like, wow, this is, this is hard. <laughs> this is fulfilling, <laughs> but hard. So, um, you know, we certainly weren't looking to complicate life. Um, I think we just kind of had a little bit of an unintentional nudge. Like a lot of people, you know, during the start of 2020 and the pandemic, we had these kind of naive thoughts that, hey, we're just going to pick up this great investment property. Some amazing deals that's going to fall into our lap. There's going to be this terrible housing crash. And next thing you know, we're going to have like a Southern California oceanfront property that we got for pennies on the dollar. <laughs> and, uh, 
we quickly learned that, hey, this is like, that's a pipe dream. It's not coming. We kind of looked around and talked to some lenders and, and we may have been able to get like a one bedroom condo in the areas we're looking at. And so, um, you know, we kind of put that whole notion of just having a side investment by no means a business or a second job. And we didn't want to add hours to our day. Yeah. Um, but we just kind of talking around with people around work. Uh, and I think most people would probably testify that, you know, if you talk about real estate around work, you're going to find one or two people who are into this thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we got plugged into a community of medical professionals um, that, that do this and invest in real estate. And we ended up taking a course by these doctors that go by a semi-retired MD. It was fantastic. They, you know, kind of teach you all about investing in really long-term rentals and, finding deals and adding value to these properties and getting comfortable with a lot of things like out-of-state investing. And, you know, even more importantly, they create this community of, um, you know, leaning on each other for knowledge and, and morale and, and really accountability to kind of get going. So that's kind of how we got into real estate huh. period. Yeah. Um, that, that's I can certainly talk more to. Yeah. Yeah. Talk, yeah. Just quick follow-up question there. So, you know, I, I think that it's, it's a pretty unique, story in that you guys approached this from a hey let's find other people in our profession who are doing this and let's like learn a little bit about what they're doing tricks of the trade so to speak before we before we sort of like invest in our first property i feel like most people at least most people that i've talked to you know wherever they're working they might have a, a buddy or two that thinks that they know a lot about real estate, but they typically do the whole, like, let's just go down a rabbit hole on Google. Let's go watch a bunch of YouTube videos. Like, let's go find, like, who are the, you know, real estate uh, thought leaders, and let's just consume a lot of that content. It's not necessarily who are the real estate thought leaders in my industry or, like, you know, people in my profession. So I think that that's, like, a really interesting way of of approaching this process. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of that was our good fortune, you know, just – um having some pretty fortuitous conversations with people who are just a little one step beyond us and had done it. And, you know, I think the other part of it is just probably how we approach problems like Becky and I, you know, medical school, like when there's a problem, you want to dive into a book or intellectualize things. So that's our comfort level. You know, we're not fly by the seat of our pants innovators by any means. So I think that's how we landed on that. Yeah, yeah, that's great. So you all did eventually find a property that you acquired, called, which you now call the Blue Bungalow. And this is like a super gorgeous retreat in, in Palm Springs, California. So tell us that story, because I know that it was, uh, you've already alluded to a little bit here, but I know that it was uh, quite quite the effort. So how did how long had you been searching for a space? How did you end up finding this one? And and what ultimately really sold you on on this property? Perfect. Yeah, awesome. Um, if I could just back up a little and just kind of um, transition from how we ended up in this course to even just considering a short term rental. Yes, please, please. It was just you know because they're very different things. You know, the course taught us how to understand the principles of things just like cash flow and understanding you know how to buy a deal and kind of becoming like a emotionless automaton like you got to find a deal and be very strict through your criteria and that's like so different than this other world so kind of at the same time in parallel i think it was april of last year we went on um you know pandemic had just started um we went on or two years ago 2020 um and we went on 
sorry, it was last year, 2021. Yeah. And we went on a drive to vacation, like many people, because flying was kind of hard and ended up just going a couple hours away from where we are in LA to Palm Springs and went with our brother and sister-in-law. And it was just, um, you know, we got a short term rental that was so much different from any of our prior experiences where we may have Airbnb for work and had a condo or just something that was more about finding a place in the destination. This experience was just, the house itself was a vacation mm. and it was cool. It was just like the house was this beautiful Palm Springs, mid-century modern place, beautiful decor, pool, spa, tons of fun things to do. Um, and, you know, at, I just remember at nighttime, we'd, uh, it was right on a golf course. You just go outside and, you know, we were sitting there with our kids, just putting these balls in the green, looking at the sun setting over the San Jacinto mountains, thinking like, this is, this is spectacular. Like, how can we do this or even just be a part of something like this? Yeah. So, so different than the thinking of like, Hey, like I'm a machine deal finder finding, you know, some duplex to want to be a part of, you know, creating a vacation experience for other people. So that's kind of the main push into short-term rentals. There's also some kind of tax benefits for, um, for any, you know, seasoned real estate investors who have regular W-2 jobs, they, they probably know a lot about this, but there's not the same tax benefits you can take advantage of if you're doing long-term rentals for the most part compared to short-term rentals, which really opens that up. So there's some kind of good financial benefits, but also just the main thing was just the fun aspect, which is so different than the, the long-term rental. So yeah, that's kind of what started us on the hunt. Um and were you yeah, guys were you guys home. pretty set on like after after that experience where you like we 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 definitely want to at least explore the possibility of a short term rental in Palm Springs specifically like were you sold you were clearly you clearly had this great experience in this house and in this beautiful location were you were you pretty sold on like that area specifically or or not so much yeah, I wanted to own that home, Zach. I thought ah, like this okay, is the yeah, place. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were we were sitting there like even on that vacation, and I was like saying, "Hey, like, you know, hey Becky, my wife Becky, um, we got to buy one of these things." And she's like, "Okay, cool." And I was starting to tell it to my in laws, and I just started saying that over and over to the point where Becky's like, "Like, chill, dude. We we heard it like a few times. Like, we get it." <laughs> so you know, Palm Springs made a ton of sense to us because we wanted some personal use out of it as well. I'm just having an ability to get away with our, our family for a weekend, you know, that was certainly a big component of it. So yeah, hundred, hundred percent. We were dialed in on Palm Springs. So then once, once you you're dialed in on Palm Springs, you begin, you know, the search and, you know, it's, it's a good thing. Palm Springs isn't, you know, a competitive real estate market or anything. Cause that would be really frustrating if it was yes. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. It was challenging market. So, um, as far as kind of how we ended up on the path to finding this property, um, you know, we kind of going back to those tax benefits um, in order to kind of unlock those, you have to really manage the business. And most CPAs will tell you, Hey, if you got a regular job and you're trying to claim some of these tax benefits, you can't hire a property manager. Like you have to run your business. Mm. And so with that in mind, we'd listened to some smart people who had done this and, and they're like, yeah, that's, it's true. But you know, one thing you can do is maybe get it in the later part of the year and just manage it for a little bit of time and hand it off to someone later. So that was kind of on our mind. So we kind of intentionally slow walked and thinking maybe July, August, we'll pick up one of these things, no problem. And then, like you said, you know, again, being naive, we, we 
you know, losing off on maybe somewhere between five to 10 offers, we were finding out that, Hey, this is, this is gonna be a struggle. Hmm. So um, we set ourselves a deadline of closing end of September of 2021 and just said, Hey, if we're not going to get it by then, cause we need time to get permitting, get the property ready, you know, and if those things weren't going to be met by, you know, close end of October and least some time, we just didn't think it was going to happen for 2021 and thought maybe we'd delay it. So um, fortuitously, you know, we can dive into to the deal a little bit more, but um, you know, it happened exactly like that offer accepted a few days before the end of September. Wow. Wow. That's, uh, that's remarkable. So, Tell us about your your first experience of which you now the the place that you now call the blue bungalow. Like when you walked in to the home, were you like, "This is it"? Like, were you were you sold? Uh, you know, uh, what what was your sort of first impression of this space? And then, you know, what what does it? What's the story behind how you actually acquired it? Yeah, thanks. You know, my initial impression was a little bit, you know, with trepidation because like we were several offers in of like being rejected. Like most of the homes there in Palm Springs for people who visited, there's just these beautiful mid-century ones, some famous architects and these beautiful lots. Um, uh, they're just kind of little mini resorts. And we had seen a bunch of those. I had seen one property. I still remember the address where I saw, I thought this was the one. <laughs> and you know, I, I, you know, I, I put on some nice clothes. It was really intentional. Went down there, got a private showing with the, our agent and we did the walkthrough. And at the end, we're kind of filling out the selling agent. And, you know, I'm talking to him. I like everything, the decor, everything. I'm just thinking, hey, you know, what do you think that uh, our offer is pretty strong? Maybe we could include the furniture in the deal here. And we're about 15% over ask with what we're already offering. Okay. And he just kind of chuckles and he's like, oh, you're way off. We're not talking furniture here. Like you are hundreds of thousands of dollars below, you know, what will even make you competitive. Jeez. And uh, yeah, so crazy, crazy market. So, um, you know, by the time that we saw what ended up becoming the blue bungalow, um, that property had been on the market for something like seven to 10 days with only one other offer, which is like an eternity in this market with a not, you know, usually they're five, 10 offers day one, reviewing offers three days later. And uh, so this was a different situation. So we were cautiously optimistic. It was honestly a bit above our price range at what we had told ourselves, but it had met our criteria. We really wanted a four bedroom place to kind of stand out from a lot of the three bedroom rentals in Palm Springs. Um, it had a pool already and a spa already, which initially in our hunt, we thought, hey, we can get one that doesn't have it added ourselves. But, you know, coming closer to the end of 2021, we wanted something that was kind of ready to yeah, get off the ground. Yeah, totally, totally. Wow. So, yeah, that's, and thankfully, thankfully it all worked out. We ended up getting the furniture included in the deal, which really just helped us kind of kind of get jump started. So we were very thankful. And, you know, it, it's one thing to, to go through this entire process to find this perfect, you know, home, to get it set up for, for short-term rental use. Uh, and it's another thing to start thinking about, like, you know, the brand of the place and how you're going to how you're going to market it. And, you know, you, you've you described yourself as, you know, somebody who's not particularly innovative. I don't know if you would also say, no, I guess I guess you'd probably be uh, creative. You've got your piano background. Um, yeah. But uh, so, like, how, how did you think through what to add to the space to, like, make it stand out? And, like, you know, when, when, I, when I'm scrolling through, scrolling through the photos here, like you guys have, you've clearly done things to try to make 
what I would call sort of like an Instagram moment possible. Um, and so how did, how did you think through those, those sorts of additions, given the fact that the, the place was relatively like turnkey once you, once you acquired it? I, I think, you know, we had a lot of good fortune that this is the one we got because, you know, um, unlike it really was not a blank canvas. This place is, 1990s bill had been remodeled in 2021 it had a distinct kind of color scheme already mm-hmm. and unlike a lot of those mid-century moderns i talked about that like super vibrant colors like a lot of yellows and oranges and blues and pinks that are awesome this one was a little more toned down and um you know becky nor i had any uh design experience and like the thought of like trying to like master that kind of thing was daunting yeah so <laughs> We feel super lucky that we had to walk into something with a little more toned down, slightly different kind of contemporary feel that was really beautiful in its own right um, that we could just kind of add to. And and we were just wanted to create this kind of soulful feel to the place that matched the colors and this kind of peaceful vibe that was going on. Maybe a little bit hipster there too. So um, yeah, with the decor, we added ended up adding some wallpaper just give it some texture and some color and go with that um a lot of wall art that kind of hits that soulful hipster kind of vibe we're doing a record player in there you know with with some soul records and it, you know, pour over coffee station that just kind of wanted to create that that kind of vibe um as far as the additions for the exterior um we again wanted to make it very much like what we had experienced on our vacation before so we kind of wanted you to feel like hey you're here you want to go out fine, but you can just, everything's here if you want it. So, you know, we had the pool, we had the spa, we ended up adding this um, golf putting green um, that you could just uh, three hole putting green and kind of chip around and, and play with. Um, also added this little uh, day, bed, this swinging day bed that you could just kind of hang out on. So a lot of different seating areas and these little vignettes. Um, and the last thing that we really added was this, um, this this cool front courtyard in the house that has some seating area and there's a lot of nice shade. Hmm. So we had some string lights where, you know, just, just a great place that you'd want to come sit and, you know, enjoy the shade, maybe have a glass of wine or read a book. And that's where we put our little selfie wall thing and uh, this custom neon sign that says the blue bungalow, which uh, was a little bit of a splurge as far as the budget. But <laughs> creates that kind of Instagram moment that you mentioned. So that's, yeah, that's kind of what we did to it. That's, that's so great. Um, and yeah, it, it's interesting. Cause I, I think that depending on who you talk to people either like they really want the blank canvas or they want, I just want this turnkey ready to rock. I don't want to have to do anything to it. So it's kind of cool that you guys had, you had all the basics and, and, and you know, and then some ready, ready to rock. And then you could be like, you know, uh, uh, minimally creative right or like you had you had the the canvas was 75 percent of the way there but then you had some room for the other 25 percent to come in and make it your own uh and and really sort of like turn it into you know more than just a place to stay but like a an experience something that people wanted to take photos of for instance and i think that that's like striking that balance uh depending on kind of the kind of investor that you are is is critically important so it sounds like sounds like everything kind of just like uh, you know it was at the 11th hour but it sounds like it all sort of like fell into place, you know, right at, right at the, you know, the most important time. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're super grateful. This is the one we, we had some that we had offers on that we thought we were going to get that were the blank canvas. And I mean, maybe it would have went all right, but um, I think this was perfect for our, our first short commercial project, just to have 
almost the house guiding us, you know, what to do with it. Yeah. So we're happy with how it turned out. So you, we've already talked about how, how busy uh, you and Becky are with the kids and your jobs and everything else you've got going on. Um, but I, you know, I, I would imagine that trying to find a way to manage all of this stuff, you're, you, you sound like you're a pretty laid back guy. George agrees. Um, you seem like you're good at you're, you're pretty disciplined with your time. I mean, it's 530 in the morning where you are in LA when we're recording this podcast right now and you're up and and talking on a podcast. So you're, you're clearly good at managing your time. Um, however, I, I would imagine it's still kind of hard to manage guest communications and find ways to just manage bookings. And at, at what point in time did you decide that we need some sort of system or, or software to, to help support this effort? And I know that you, you ultimately landed on Guesty for Hosts, and I want to talk about your experience with Guesty for Hosts. Uh, they're a sponsor of this, of this podcast. But before, before we talk specifically about Guesty, how did you approach your search for what the right system, software, property management um, um, software would um, would all that, that would ultimately work for you? How did, how did you approach that search? Yeah. Awesome. I, you know, we knew right from the get go, like you said, we didn't want to like take on a big full-time job, something that's going to take a lot of hours. Like if we were just going to trade more hours for time, we should just work harder in our day jobs. You know, yeah. we're, thankful, <laughs> we're lucky to have, have good jobs that way. But, um, so from the get go, you know, I, when we're starting out this journey of consuming podcast information and you hear, you know, advertisements, you hear people talk about it, you hear people usually talking about it in the um, context of scaling, like how to go from like 10 properties to hundreds of yeah. doors, and, you know, and just saying, Hey, you need these systems and this integration. And from the get go, I'm like, oh, I want that. You know, I don't want to, I want some guest messaging and that kind of thing. So even before we started, I was already, you know, researching like, Hey, which is a good, PMS, what's a good property management software to have and what are the features I need and, and which ones I don't. So we kind of started off already thinking we were going to do that. Yeah. And I loved how you, uh, how you mentioned that a lot of people don't even think about a system like this until they're a few properties in, but I actually think, and I think a lot of the people that I've had on this show can, can confirm that oftentimes it actually is helpful, even if you're just starting out because <laughs> there are just way more communications that need to happen there's just a lot more than i think anyone realizes just in terms of cultivating like a great guest experience than than you initially think when when starting out and so even if you're only managing a property right now if you 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 know you're just starting out these these systems um like like guesty for hosts can be can be remarkably helpful so when you ultimately decide like what what why there's several out there that are you know all really really great cool products but like what and what ultimately kind of sold you on on guesty for hosts yeah you know good good fortune zach as always you know i think that's probably maybe the theme of of the discussion today just, yeah dude I've how do we get hurt. how do we all get more of what billy has that, that, that that's <laughs> what i want to know like that's the real takeaway from this podcast <laughs> I, I don't know. You know, my three leaf clover here. I don't know. I don't know if it's good fortune or God's providence, but it's, it's been, it's been, yeah, very, very fortunate start. Um, I, I have, uh, I think one of the things that's been good and intentional that Becky and I have done is that, you know, 
before jumping in a lot of things, we talked to like everybody we know, and that's kind of thickened our skin up a little bit. Cause that's also not our nature, you know, to, to be so public, I guess, with things involving money and investing, but yeah. it's not pushed us out of that. And, um, I actually reconnected with a really good friend who I did uh, medical training with his name's Jerry and he's mentored me a little bit. And, uh, he knew I was looking at all these PMSs and I think I, heard or read somewhere that there's like somewhere between like several hundred to a thousand of these that are out there for choices. And I was definitely stuck in the weeds, like knowing, Hey, I want this channel manager feature and this guest automation. And do I need one that has a guidebook? And he said, Hey dude, just, just check out this one. I think it was called your Porter at the time. Now guess you for hosts. And he's like, this has worked great for me. You don't have to do it, but I, I would suggest it. And I just, said, boom, like enough of this analysis process. Let's just, just give it a shot. Love it. Yeah. I, I, it's, it's, it's funny how much time we can all spend doing like research and reading reviews and spending time on like, you know, uh, um, all these software review sites. And then, and then at the end of the day, what we really want is we want somebody that we know that has used, you know, uh, at least a couple of these tools to say, yo, dude, stop, stop the Googling, like just go yeah. with this one. Um, I, I find that that to be incredibly true of my own of my own like purchasing behavior is I'll do I'll spend hours and hours and hours reading and then ultimately I'll go to my buddies and if they've used one of these things uh, I'll I'll end up just like saying all right whatever like I I trust I trust Ben like I'm gonna I'm gonna do what Ben says um, so it's Definitely. funny how that was uh, how that was true in your in your context as well. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Thank, thank you, Jerry. Thanks a lot for opening up. <laughs> Shout out to Jerry. Shout out to Jerry. So, <laughs> and, and, you know, talk to us about like, like what has the experience been like, like you again have, you guys have been live with the blue bungalow for just over, over six months now. So what has it looked like and how has guesty for hosts been, been helpful in managing your very first short-term rental? Yeah, I'm super grateful to get to, you know, tout Guessy for hosts uh, and uh, the opportunity. It's been great. I mean, it's my, you know, experience is an N of one. It's my only experience, but it's really met all the needs. And I don't really even think I've used all of the features yet. I'm still kind of learning it. But um, first and foremost, the kind of automated guest messaging is is awesome. You know, um, just to kind of walk somebody through, uh, you know, what it'd be like, you know, for us, we have these templates and somebody books with us it immediately sends, you know, kind of a thank you message and asks for the information we would want back from them. You know, they'd want the pool heated, the number of people in the party, et cetera, to collect some information. Um, the calendar feature is great. Uh, it really makes it easy to communicate and just automate things that, for instance, sends messages directly to my cleaners when someone books, so they have it on their calendar. Um, to the handyman. It just really takes the stress off of me thinking, hey, is the ball going to get dropped? Yeah. Do we need to text? call somebody every time it really takes that off of my plate which i appreciate um we were able to create a uh, direct booking website um through guess you for hosts and it's it's an awesome site and, and i'm not trying to brag because it, it was not something again my lack of creativity probably would have made this difficult for me but it just really takes the best features of your say if you have an airbnb listing it exports those and and really within minutes you got this like smoking website you know uh, just straight with all that information um, so they make that super easy and probably one of my favorite features is um, the door lock thing so you know a lot of us hosts have smart um, door locks for guest assisted you know self check in and put in their code and that while it's amazing 
if you have a system where you've got to remember each time to generate a code for a guest and, you know, set the calendar right. So it deletes when they're done, that can be stressful in itself. You know, yeah. I, my iPhone has like 30 reminders a day. I don't want one more of those things, you know? So <laughs> um, this thing is amazing for, I think there's a small fee. It's about 75 cents per code, which is like basically 75% cents per guest. It'll just do that for you. Wow. So they book it, the code generates, it deletes when they're done. So, I mean, that's just something that's a no brainer for me. It just makes my life so much better just by, by having that. Um, and then as far as other features, there's amazing things, integrates with everything, smart pricing tools, um, calendars, et cetera. And there's a lot of other things we haven't dived into. I need to learn more about like expense tracking and all that. So it's, it's been awesome. I, I was not uh, even aware of the the smart lock feature. That is super super cool. Um, I'll have to I'll have to look into that a little bit more. Uh, yeah. But that's great, and man, and and you know, thanks for thanks for sharing that, and glad it's been successful and and working for you all thus far. So I I have to ask because I have I think I've I've yet to have anyone on this show who hasn't at least thought about what their next short term rental project might. Be, might might look like and um from what i've gathered based off of our conversation thus far i i have a feeling that there might be uh another project already in the works or soon to be in the works so since the blue bungalow is is up and running now have you and becky thought about another short-term rental and and if so where might that place be and and how might it differ from the blue bungalow Thanks, Zach. Yeah, it's, again, my good fortune here. The timing is perfect. We we just went live with our second one um, literally yesterday. Oh, congratulations. Uh, That's awesome. Thank you. <laughs> thank you very much. Thank you. It's um, it's called the Salty Saguaro, like the Saguaro Cactus, because it's in Scottsdale, Arizona. Great name. Um, and thank you. Thank you. Um, it's... Um, has some similar fields and, you know, another, another kind of desert landscape property, um, uh, you know, has a pool and kind of that same, same vacation rental all in one kind of resort feel to the place. It's another four bedroom. Um, but this one's, uh, this one's been a, a lot more challenging. You know, this one was more that, that blank canvas. Mm. So like, you know, we got the property and it was nice. Um, we didn't have to do a whole lot of remodeling, but the style of it was not what we were looking for is kind of this contemporary, glamorous look and you know a lot of gold and brass everywhere which it would look good but um you know my wife becky i guess thinking we were masters of design now decided that <laughs> hey let's switch this up so we went for kind of this kind of more like a desert boho look and uh yeah so so it's been a labor of love you know flying and driving out there and, and getting it furnished and changing all the decor but so far so good Wow, and I and I just pulled it up, and it looks awesome. I love the fire pit. Um, and did you guys, did you guys, uh, the the mural on the back wall, the the desert state of mind, was that there? Or did you guys do that? We yeah, we commissioned somebody, local artist Courtney wow. Larson. She's like blowing up in the area. So um, you talk to like, you know, just like this whole short-term rental experience, you just talk to everybody about everything. Hey, do you know any good photographer? Do you know a good agent? Do you know anybody does, um, you know, any special things? And like Courtney's name will pop up all day long. Like she's, she's kind of blowing up. Like some hotels are starting to commission her and everything. So wow. we were fortunate to get her on our, on her, her busy schedule and to paint something for us. That is amazing. 
Wow. It looks, it looks fantastic. Um, Thank well, you. cool. Well, Hey, congratulations, man. I'm, I'm excited to hear how, how that goes. And yeah, I mean, Hey, Scottsdale's not that far, but it is far. Um, it, 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 it's further than Palm Springs. So what has it been yeah. like managing a property that like you're not just a couple hours, you know, drive from? I'm going to find out, you know, that so we just got our first two, uh, booking requests literally last night. Um, so I'm, I'm going to find out quickly, you know, I think what it's really made me do so far is like I'm hypersensitive to trying to having these systems, you know, kind of uh, in process and have a team in process and be very intentional and explicit talking to all team members of these are the roles I want you to feel fill. And I, these are the expectations and please let me know if that's not what you want. Cause you know, I I don't want there to be um, any balls dropped. I I can't be out there in a heartbeat. So yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Hopefully it goes well. I'll let you know. Yeah. Well, I, uh, I'm excited to, to follow up and see how, see how things go. I know that it's a, it's another challenge. Um, uh, not an impossible one. People do it all the time, but like managing something that you can't eat relatively easily drive to, um, is, is definitely just a whole new can of worms. Um, well, Billy, this has been this has been wonderful. I really appreciate you taking time out of your very busy life to to chat with us and tell us a little bit about your story. My my last question for you is just having been relatively new to this space, but also doing you know your homework and learning a lot about what to do and what not to do before you before you dive in here. What are a couple of pieces of advice that you'd give to to other people? Um, who you know might be uh, might have good jobs and you know be want to get into real estate investing might not maybe they have like a a, a, a you know long term rental property but they are hearing a little bit more about the short term rental property space and, and not entirely sure where to start or or how to dive in are there any resources you'd point them to or just a couple pieces of advice that you'd give um, um, for somebody that's just that's just starting out. Yeah, thank you. I, I love to share a little. Um, as far as resources go, first, I mean, there. This is just like a great time to jump into short-term rentals because there's it's almost too much information, but there's <laughs> amazing podcasts out there, including your own, how to how to you know really understand how to cultivate a guest experience. And so, you know, the first piece of advice I would give is that um, more it's our philosophy on on you know short-term rental investing, and that it's just so different than long-term rentals. It's about the guest experience. And I think that's gotta be at the center of, of what you're doing here. Um, it is a business, but you know, while we sometimes are forced with, you know, to decide there's a little bit of tension between being very diligent with the revenue and being really good investors and creating the guest experience, we'd always side on the guest experience first. We'd always come down on that side. And I actually think that'll help any investor in the end, just, in terms of longevity and just being successful. Um, the second piece of advice, I think we've kind of hit on a bit and that's really, you know, the, the, you know, automating the systems, making sure everything is really tight before, before trying to scale. Cause you know, I think anybody who jumps in, you get bit by the bug and you think, man, like there's people out of here who are crushing it. They have, they're talking about setting up one a week and they have a hundred doors and they're just, you know, their revenue is X amount per month. And like, man, I, I just got one. And I would say, you know, it's easy to fall into that pressure, hmm. but um, I would just tell anybody who's starting out, just, just try to get the systems really strong and, and dialed in before taking the next step. Cause if you don't, I think one property could, 
could make you into a head to coast, you know, it doesn't take 10 doors. I think it just takes one. Yeah. So creating the systems with your cleaners, getting a software like SU for host or, or another one, I, I would strongly recommend that. Um, and then the third one is just, you know, if you're a new investor, just, just go for it. Hmm. You know, if you have a strong, a strong, why a strong reason to do it. And you, you know, you know why you want this, then um, instead of hesitating, if you know why you want to get into it, just do it. And I think all the other obstacles, they're, you know, eventually surmountable. So that's really it. Great, great advice, uh, Billy. And again, just thank you so much for, for your time. Best of luck as you launch the your second your second place. Um, we're excited about the Blue Bungalow and continue you know, uh, uh, well wishes as you, as you grow, as you grow your portfolio, um, make sure that you get some sleep and when you, when you can find it and, um, we'll have to check back in and, and see how things are, are progressing in, in six months or so. But for now, man, just thank you so much for, for your time, your willingness to come on and, and talk a little bit about your story and share a little bit about your experience with Guessy for hosts. I, I really appreciate it. Zach, thank you so much. I'm super grateful and humbled to be with you. Thanks so much for talking to me. Hey friends, hope you've enjoyed today's show. If you are an Airbnb host or know an Airbnb host who'd like to come on the show, please send me an email at Zach, Z-A-C-H, at spontaneous.com and we will chat. Behind the Stays is brought to you each week by Spontaneous, a carefully curated weekly newsletter that brings you the best last-minute deals and upcoming steals on Airbnb. It's sort of like Scott's cheap flights, but for Airbnb. You can sign up once again for free at Spontaneous.com. Last but certainly not least, I didn't believe in Marie Kondo's whole spark joy mantra until I started podcasting. Now, my joy is sparked every time I see a new subscriber roll in. So please hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And so you add a little spark to my joy fire today. Okay, that was kind of weird, but um, we're going to roll with it. Subscribe um, and thanks in advance. All right, everyone. See you next time.